Everything from overlanding in your stock rig to full-on LS-powered to buggies on stickies. This is the Total Offer Podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Mike, and you're listening to episode one shit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me. 198. 198. Oh, man. We're so close. Two more episodes. We'll hit 200. Do we, do we need to redo that since I fucked it all up? Nah. Okay. Everybody knows this by now. This what is if a- I'm wrong? Let it be. They'll look okay. at the show notes. They'll say. So, Steve, there was a sure, right? there was a moment we were doing the podcast, mm-hmm. and you said the intro. You said you're Steve. I said I'm yep. Mike, mm-hmm. and I said this is episode blah blah blah. And then you said, "What are they listening to?" And I said, "The, the Total Offroad Podcast." And you, I was like, well, "Well, yeah." And for some reason, I felt like you wanted me to reiterate it, even though it's in the opening. Uh-huh. And so there were a couple of episodes recently that me and whoever you or Derek, whoever was doing the podcast. And when I got to that part and I said, like, you're listening to episode blank of the total off-road podcast. And it seemed weird, but I was like, I, I don't know. I felt like Steve wanted me to like extra reiterate, even though it's in the title that this is the total off-road podcast. I'm going to double down on it. <laughs> it's like, this is the total off-road podcast. And you're listening to episode one ninety eight. Of the Total Offroad oh. Podcast. <laughs> I know podcast. it seems silly. Oh, oh, oh Steve's taking his jacket off because he's eating some egg drop soup and it's so hot that it's actually like heating up his whole core temperature. Yeah. Oh, we got, oh, we got to take the headphones. Oh, yeah, because it's a slip over. See, us old guys, we like our zip ups because you don't have to actually take off anything that's on your head in order to put your jacket on and off. But all these young people, man, they love hoodies that you pull over your head. I do not understand it for the life of me. I'm going to mess up my old guy hair. It takes me a long time to to make my hair look nice in the morning because it's so thin. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's just an old guy thing that we want zip ups. That could be the case. I want to know what everyone else thinks. Zip up or pull over hoodie. Let me know. Put it on the. What do you mean 50 50? I bet it's guys over 40 all want zip ups and all the young guys want pullovers. Boy, I can't wait till I get to 40. You know what, though? My entire life, I've preferred zip ups from mm. the moment I got my first hoodie all the way until today. I have never in my life enjoyed a pullover, so I still don't understand it. Well, OK, you tell me, Steve, you like a pullover. Tell me why. I don't know. It's just what, what I've had for a long time. I don't know why. A the convenience factor of the zip up, though. Ah, It's just so like when it's open, when it's unzipped, it's so flimsy. But you zip it up. I'm wearing one right now. It's zipped up. It's not flimsy. Uh, maybe it's the two pockets versus the one pocket. Maybe that's the issue. Oh, you want your pockets to touch. Yeah. So you need a separate zipper that zips the two pockets together once you zip up the first zipper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You, you zip up the first zipper and then the, there's a zipper in the backside that then joins the pockets together. Perfect. Makes sense. That won't be hard at all to get off. It's... It's totally fine. Mm-hmm. You just have to unzip the pockets first and then the, the rest and of it. And then take the coat, the jacket. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think the zip up looks nice, but I don't, I don't know why I've had several zip ups and they just don't, they're not the same as a hoodie as a pullover hoodie. And you know what? The funny thing is I ask guys at work cause a lot of them prefer pullovers too. And they're like, I don't know. I just like it better. I'm like, what do you mean? You just like it better. I'm like, watch me take my jacket off. And I do it like in, I'm like, zip. And I like <laughs> hang it up on a hook and I'm like, look how easy that was. And they're like, struggling to like flail and their arms are up in the air and they're like and then they're all like red and their hair is messed up and they're like look i took it off and i'm like do you not see what i'm saying 
I know, but look how much harder it is for the the weather to get your hoodie off. What if you get stuck in real bad inclement weather? Like you're, it'll just reach over and unzip your zipper, and then you'll be jacketless. The inclement weather will unzip my zipper. Indeed. <laughs> I would love to see it try. You heard me correctly. There's no <laughs> lock on that zipper. If you just reach over and just zip. That's true. Inclement mm-hmm. weather cannot unzip your unzippered hoodie. Correct. Your pullover will not get unzipped by inclement weather. Man, if that's the reason that you prefer pullover, then I feel like you're incorrect. Your opinion's <laughs> invalid, sir. <laughs> hey, you know Come something off. I don't usually do on this podcast? Hold on. I got to turn off noise suppression. Hold on. Here it is. There's turn it off. Did that come through nice? It did, but it won't in the post. Uh, it was taken out in post. It came, it came through decent, not like the olden days, though. Damn it. The olden days. It's bro. because we use Discord now, and Discord yep. fixes too much. Mm-hmm. Well, either way, I opened up a new Belgium Voodoo Ranger IPA. The good news is, is that you won't hear me crushing these, these wontons. Oh, did you get some wontons with your soup? Uh, yeah, it came with them. Is that right? Is that what this is? I think it's wontons. I don't know. Whatever, wontons? Whatever the wontons, yeah. These wontons in my soup. Whatever they make, uh, like crab rangoon out of. So uh, one uh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it's, it's probably a wonton. wonton. I don't know. That thing. That's what I got with my soup. Ooh. So, anyway, I got lots of soup. I got two soups. I got egg drop soup, and I also got... Uh, Dumpling, I think. Either way. You I thought mean, it was a good idea to buy 64 ounces of soup for dinner. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's a half a gallon of soup, Steve. It's delicious. <laughs> That's a half a gallon of soup, Steve. Is that a problem? It's too much soup. It, are you sure? For one sitting, it's too much soup. I, are, oh, my God. He's already on the second one. I am. I already went through the egg drop. It was delicious. Steve, you're drinking soup like I drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> Tis the season, homie. It is not the season for 128 ounces of soup. That's a gallon of soup. It's too much soup. <laughs> yes, I can make it a gallon of soup. Uh, Could have got me a quart of miso also. Then I'd have three soups. I had three quarts of soup. That would be too much. So I had. Oh, that's had, the limit. Okay, three. I guess. Last Monday. Not, not Monday. Not yesterday. But the Monday prior. Um, I was down for the count. I was in here. Just, uh, I think it was that day. Either way, one of the days last week I was roughed up and then, um, j- and I just like didn't want to eat anything cause I just felt like sick and Jess went, uh, so I didn't eat anything all day here at the shop. And then Jess had to go to a, a little thing for her niece and I went and got basically the same thing I have here. I got wonton egg drop soup and chicken and rice soup from another Asian establishment here in Rantoul and it was delicious and I ate all of it in one sitting. Didn't know there were any Asian restaurants in Rantoul and apparently there are two now. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fun. So what did you, did you catch the vids or something last week? No, I don't know what it was. It was just like, I just felt like shit. Like I would, couldn't eat anything. Like I, I didn't get sick or anything like that, but like I couldn't eat anything. I didn't want to try it. Coming to work and, and grinding all day with zero food in your belly? Yeah, that sounds like a good day. Did not do any grinding that day. Oh, okay. I literally came in here. I picked up uh, Delia because she needed to ride to work. 
picked her up, brought her in here, went in my office, put my pulled my hoodie over my head, and went to sleep. Wow! Until like ten. Wow. Yep. It was a rough day. This is one nice thing about being the boss, though, is you can come to work and pull a hoodie over your head and go to sleep, and nobody kicks yeah. in the door and says, "Get your ass to work." <laughs> Everybody else said, "Go home," but nobody told me to get my ass to work. Yeah. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. That's nice of them. Yeah. Yeah, that was that's one of them situations, I guess. But hey, did you like, polish oh. my planetary covers yet? Motherfucker, no. Come on, man. They're the size of quarters. Just get it done. You can get them by Christmas, you think? Oh, man, that would be a Christmas miracle. Do you think Mike will have his monster truck together by Christmas? Mm-hmm. That's like two weeks away. Is it even two weeks away? 13 days? 13 it's days from good. today? I mean, if you're listening to this, it's less than that. But yeah. yeah. From the day Tis the hey, 12th. by the way, if you're listening to this, you have like a week at Christmas shop. So get your ass in gear. <laughs> That's what we can talk about. <laughs> Offer Christmas gifts. Offer Christmas shopping. That's mm. one of the most irritating things about this time of year. Black Friday happens, right? Mm-hmm. And you get a hundred emails from all your favorite companies, and they're like, "Look at these amazing deals." But also, if you're like me, at least you're like, "Nope, Christmas moratorium. I'm not buying anything for myself for the <laughs> next month in case Santa Claus brings it." So, what you do, Steve? Um, no. Well, I asked Santa Claus for some shackles. For snow day, because obviously, but I need new shackles. I need new leaf springs. I have leaf springs laying around. I need new shackles. Well, I have mm-hmm. Santa Claus. Well, if I go out and buy them, and then Santa Claus brings them, what am I supposed to do? I don't buy stuff that I ask Santa Claus for. I well, that's Santa what I'm Claus. saying. I, I specifically yeah. ask Santa Claus for things I know I would buy, so I'll stop my ass from spending money. I have more wants than Santa can provide. I think maybe that's the issue. I mean. Let's be honest, don't we all? I'm still over here buying RC parts. <laughs> Just little little things here and there. You know, yeah. the, the the little things I need to finish okay. the restorations. Um, Ooh, I found the last piece mm. I need to complete my midnight pumpkin build. I was talking about this last week. I'm, I'm doing yeah. it full back to factory. I don't need to tell you guys if you listened last week. I'm not going to go through the spiel. But basically, I'm making a mid-2000s Midnight Pumpkin re-release into a 1987 Midnight Pumpkin. I didn't have the little rod that goes between the mechanical speed control and the servo. And I found one in New Zealand. And I, and they didn't want that much money for it. They're like, hey, no big deal. We got it. It's a couple bucks. Mm-hmm. But it's going to cost you $30 for us to ship it to the United States. Ooh. And I was like... Get her coming. Yep. Doesn't that suck? You're like, yeah, $35 cent rod. All right. Yep. I'm on with it. It's fine. That's what I mean. Like, I'm still buying yep. little stuff. You can't ask for stuff like that from Santa Claus. I can be like, hey, Santa Claus, can you source the only one of these that exists in the world? He's like, nah, that's, that's too much work for me. I got millions of other kids to buy for. The elves would just make it. Uh, if the elves could make that. I, honestly, I probably could have made it out of some piano wire or something, but I wanted the original uh, one. Mm hmm. <sighs> Such is life. That's how you found it. How did I find it? No, I'm saying somehow you found it. Oh yeah, somehow I found it. It's uh, it's uh, always tricky. How long did you have to dig to find that? You know, I was only looking for about a month. Well, that's not too bad, I guess. It wasn't too bad. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I, I had it like saved in all my searches everywhere. I was looking at all the normal places, checked with all the, the people I get old parts from. And like finally one popped up actually just using Google. It was a New Zealand hobby shop. And wow. uh, and, and, you know, I see you see the website. And you're like, this is the real website. And I actually. <laughs> I like uh, Google mapped the address and it shows like the street view of this hobby shop in New Zealand, like sitting there i was like okay well i guess it's real so google's Google's wonderful isn't it yeah isn't it so i ordered it and they were like since you're not in the country we have to like contact you about shipping and i'm like cool just you know place i just click place order and it says we'll let you know they Mm -hmm. get an automated email and they're like hey we got your order we we have this thing in stock cool everything's great it's gonna be 30 bucks to ship you cool i'm like i'm cool Mm -hmm. yeah that's when the cold is when somebody calls from new zealand wanting some polish yeah, mm-hmm. she's like, hey, yeah, we can sell that to you. It's going to cost you. Yep. Have you shipped things overseas? Do people buy your oh, products yeah. overseas? Really? Lots to Australia, New Zealand. That's oh, awesome. Japan, China, a uh, handful of the Middle Eastern com- countries, a lot of UK. Dude, you're a famous guy. My buddy Ethan the other day, uh, we were sitting at lunch talking and he said something to me about polishing or I said something to him about polishing. That's what it was. I said something to him about polishing something. And he said, next thing he knew, he opened his phone and the first uh, reel <laughs> was Summershine. And he's like, and he points his phone. He's like, is this is this your buddy? And I was like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I liked and like, subscribed to that. It's like, that shit's awesome. I was like, that's so funny. And he's like, and I guarantee it's because you said out loud to my phone something about polishing. He's yeah. like, because I've never watched a polishing video before in my life. Wow. Yeah, and that nuts. Next thing you know, three months from now, he'll be putting in his two-week notice because he's going to go be a full-time polisher. That's fine. <laughs> More power to him. Yep. I don't know if we had a good polisher in Lafayette or not. Maybe we do. Who knows? <laughs> The only one I know up that way is Pit Rippers. Never even heard of them. Of course, I don't need anything polished anymore. Well, except for the stuff you have. Right. You do need a good polisher. It would be nice. You know what I really need is a good painter. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, scratch that. I have a good painter for full-size stuff, but I haven't asked my local painter if he'll paint RC bodies. I guess I could just ask. Because the other day, your brother was having some issues with his van when he was on vacation. Yep. And he contacts me. Obviously, he's got a Toyota and I walked him through it. I was like, check this and this. And he had getting it fixed. Well, I texted him the other day saying, hey, I'm trying to paint this this RC body. and I'm doing a shit job because, you know, I suck at painting. And he's like, you should have just given it to me. I've done it for free. I was like, well, that's great. Except for we don't live in the same state. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I need a guy that can paint RC bodies for me on the regular. Yeah. That's just the hard need. bodies. I can handle the Lexan stuff when it's on the inside. The clear body mm-hmm. hides all the imperfections. But man, when right. it's on the outside, you really have to be good at body work. Like you almost have to be as good as an actual body guy. Like you still have to sand. You still have to prime and sand and paint and clear and wet sand and then buff. Like I mean, all the, all those steps still have to happen if you want like a show quality finish. It's nuts no to one, me. Is there nobody in the hobby that does that? Probably is. There's probably somebody I could ship it to, which I guess would be no different than me shipping it to Scott. But yeah, there are definitely people that paint Lexan bodies that I know of. Mm. Like I follow a lot of them on Instagram and I've actually had had some of the bodies painted by professionals, but I've never asked anybody about a hard body. Right. So I just don't know. 
hmm, it's just a lot more work. Like the, the polycarbonate, like I'm not bad at it, but those guys are really good at it. Like, you know, getting really crisp lines and really smooth, you know, flow and everything. But the hard bodies, man, you can't mess up. Yeah. I, feel I mean, like if you do, you can always just sand it down and do it again, which I might have to, but. I feel like that would be easier than the Lexan bodies, except for the hard bodies are more expensive to replace. That too. Mm-hmm. That would be the issue. Like, I, I don't, don't know. know. Mm-hmm. If you guys can't tell, the only off-roading I've been doing lately is RC off-roading. RC off-roading, which isn't yeah. even off-roading. It's more like bench-topping. Yeah, because I don't drive any of them. It's mm. too cold outside for RC, and I just I just build them. The messed-up thing is, is that you have so much room in your house, you could just build an RC course in your house. I do sometimes use the loft, which is now Patty's office, to like run trucks around in. I'm sure that she's not taking that much room up. No, not really. Just desk corner. Build a rock course in the corner. She had mentioned it. She was like, you could totally just put a rock <laughs> course like in the house. I was like, you're right. I probably could. Uh, you're right. The next day. <laughs> yeah. T- tomorrow, there's going to be a rock crawling course in the loft. Mm-hmm. So I'd be doing it. Right. How awesome would that it would, It'd be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind one outside. I mean, you know, I got a little bit of woods. I should make like a clearing out there and like do it in the woods. I think it'd be more fun in the woods than if I just did it in the yard. Yeah. That's in you. How much you got a decent little amount of wood behind you, don't you? It's yours. It's, yeah, I mean, it's it's not real deep until it gets to the neighbor's property, but huh? 20 feet, 40 feet, somewhere between there, somewhere between mm-hmm. 20 and 40 feet, probably. So you need 20 feet in what? In yeah. 20 feet is how long, though? Oh, it's real long. It's like as long as the property. Yeah, days. Yeah. That's awesome. 20 feet yeah. wide for an RC car is like many acres. That's true. I could make yeah. like a Badlands size RC park. No, I'm just kidding. It wouldn't be that big. It wouldn't be a thousand scale acres, but I don't know. No, um, no. Either way, yes, yeah, so I could make a cool course out there if I wanted to. I just right. got to do it. Just got to get out there and start roughing it in. Mm-hmm. Not a bad idea. So, uh, I was thinking about something. Steve's got so much soup in him, he can't even think clearly. Bubble, 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 bubble. Um, His brain is floating in soup right now. He's just flopping around. Yep. Getting that spice. Asian zing. It was something something RC related. But now it just slipped my mind. Oh, uh, there was a... Every now and again, I'll come across this random live on TikTok. And it's like these Asian people doing RC stuff. But they're like sitting... In a, um, you know, like uh, for like video gaming, they have the chairs you sit in that like actually like move around and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like a TV, and you like sit in the chair, and the chair like will move around with the fuck with the game. Indeed, they somehow integrated all of that into an RC car, a legitimate, real RC car, and they're sitting in a room. The RC car has cameras on it. And they're driving the RC car outside somewhere. And so like you're watching the screen, which is the RC car driving. And um, and they're like sitting in the thing, like, like so they're basically driving an RC car. That's nuts. It's wild. I'm like, how did you like? How do you integrate all that? I don't know. No yeah, idea. That's, that's crazy. It was wild. So when you say a real RC car, you don't mean like a one-to-one scale car, no, right? No. no, no, like a 10th scale. Okay, but it's just that the experience is that 
it's like realistic in the chair but you're yeah. driving the rc car mm-hmm. that would be the most fun thing ever Can you imagine <laughs> like okay so let's say that the cost yes. wasn't that expensive let's, let's pretend because it probably is very expensive but mm-hmm. think about like okay so you you ever seen an rc race like just mm-hmm. like you know professionals say like racing or even like just going to a local track and like seeing like stadium trucks and buggies and all that yep yeah, can you imagine if you got to experience that not from the driver's stand, but from within a seat where you're actually like seeing what your car is doing? That would be incredible because you're getting like a full on racing experience, mm-hmm. which is even faster than real life because like 10 scale speeds, if a car goes 50, it's 500 miles an hour. But you're not only like seeing it and controlling it, but also experiencing it like from like the feeling and from a first person view. I feel like that would be insane and much cheaper than buying say oh i don't know an actual trophy truck yeah um okay give me if one. you can find that we're gonna need a link i found it i found one anyway this is apparently not a oh, god damn it oh wow that's insane okay yeah you have to <laughs> you have to post it. that yeah, she's driving it. She was just showing the RC car a moment ago. Oh my god! Like in, yeah, see, look. Wow, it's all integrated, and she's out. It, the RC car is outside somewhere. Oh, I, I see that. Like, so there's a gy- So there must be a gyro in the RC car that's sending that information back to oh, for sure her seat that she's in. And see, for some reason, I'm getting a little bit of feedback from you. Like I'm hearing me through oh. your microphone. Oh, I don't know how that's possible. I don't know. Unless okay. it's like this. Maybe. I don't mm. know. Well, so I heard it then too. Yep. Oh. Are you still getting it? Yes. Does it feel like we've played this game before? Well, yeah, except for you're wearing headset. So how is that even possible that my audio could be coming through your microphone? No idea. Yeah, me neither. Well, hopefully it doesn't show up in the edit. That's all. Uh, oh, yeah, that'd be interesting. Is it still oh, loading? Uh, just a little bit. Hmm. Did you turn your noise suppression back on? Uh, I did. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably no big deal. Hopefully it'll just go away. I'm just mentioning yeah. it because I heard it. Right on. Um. So... So please post that when this podcast okay. comes out, or I'll try to remind you when it does. This, I think this might be the girl that I watch on, that I have seen on TikTok. Okay. Like, so it's her and another person, and they're, like, playing this. But this is, they're usually driving, like, Toyota trucks. I think she might be in a truck, in that robot. Huh. Oh, yeah, look, there's another one over there. Oh, yeah, I see him. Yeah, and so, like, they're outside, outside driving somewhere. And the like, I just want it set up like that. That rig that they have has got to cost a ton. I get, yeah, you would think a couple, at least a couple grand. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't know. I want it. I think the thing that would suck the most is if you don't have somebody outside while you're doing that to flip your truck back over. Every time you crash, you have to like fully get out of the rig and like walk outside and go flip it back (laughs) over. (laughs) Unless you're just a very, very skilled driver that never crashes. Unless you, since you have all that time and money into building that whole setup, you just put an auto flippier over on the rig. Could do that. And honestly, it wouldn't even be that hard to set up something like that. I mean, Mm -hmm. Traxxas has done it 
uh, just in the programming and the speed control programming. Like if it flips over, it has auto writing yep. or like spin the tires like back and forth and like use a gyro and they can tell when it's about to tip over and like just give it a little more whoop and it'll just flip itself mm-hmm. back over. Isn't that wild? Dude, the fact that RC cars have active stability control blows me away. <laughs> like you shouldn't have like traction control and stability control and all this. Like the things that real cars have to pr- to make very bad drivers drive better and yeah. to make people that want to drift not be able to drift. Those Grr. things exist in RC cars. Also Gur. Yeah, Gur. All of that Gur. That's my my pickup. My pickup has that function. I was just going to ask. I was like, I'll bet your pickup has it. Mm-hmm. I was just telling someone today that I can't buy a newer truck because my truck has absolutely zero of that. That Steve, no. Steve ate old soup. <laughs> Steve, don't know. <laughs> Steve, no, don't, don't do it. Um, the only way to deactivate it on my truck is to unplug the ABS fuse, which sets a million lights on your dash. And supposedly, you got ten minutes. So can you I just tune it out? Did we talk? Have we had this conversation on here? I, th- I feel like we've had this conversation before. And there's a guy that makes a harness and you put a switch on the dash. Oh yeah, but you said it's 10 minutes. Fuck that. No, I want it permanently disabled. I want to no, keep ABS, but just lose all the stability control. And actually nice. you could probably throw away ABS too. Cause it's you like, I didn't have ABS on any of my trucks for years and it didn't matter. And now I have one that has it. And like occasionally, I guess on ice it's nice, but other than that, I just assumed <laughs> I don't have it at all. I have driven my truck with stability control and I feel like if it was permanently disabled, I would not be a good thing. What are you talking about? I have no self-control. I will drift that motherfucker everywhere. Okay, but (laughs) I've had my truck for eight years with zero of that and it's been just fine and I drift whenever I can. (laughs) Like if it's wet, drift. If it's snowing, drift. If it's icy, drift and then crash. No, no, my truck would be if it's dry drift. Oh, see, yeah, I don't have enough power <laughs> that for that. That truck will slide no problem on dry. Now, dry drifting, it's too expensive on tires. I know, that's the problem. I, have no <laughs> control, I was going home the other night, and I was like, stop, I got, uh, we dropped Sunday night, we were coming home, and uh, we dropped Jess off at her car, and Owen's like, I want to beat Mommy home. I'm like, we need mm-hmm. to go fast and beat Mommy home. Like, All right. And so I took off, and of course, we we passed her. She stopped to get fuel, and we passed her anyway on the interstate. And we get off the interstate and pull up over the bridge there at St. Joe. And I stop on the other side. I'm like, "You want to go fast?" He's like, "Yeah." And undid the uh, traction control and turned on the tow haul, and just kind of just torqued it up a little bit. Didn't didn't uh, power brake it. Just torqued it up and then let off that brake and stomped on it, dude. First gear, second gear, and just. And the only thing that was slowing it down was active stability control. As it was starting to go sideways, stability control was trying to straighten it back out. <laughs> the only thing that was that was like causing it to slow down. But uh, and then he's in the back. He's in the back seat and he goes. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, why do the tires squeal like that? Or why is it squealing like that? And he's loving it. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then we get home and then he rats me out. <laughs> oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Daddy's truck squealing. <laughs> Must have been a belt. <laughs> yeah. All set of them. <laughs> probably, probably one of them radials and radial oh belts. Oh my God. Yeah. But no, that truck is, that truck is a blast. I would, 
one of those in a regular cab long bed with that same setup, 392 gears, eight speed trans in the Hemi and then get that Hemi tuned. If you could put a cam in that and get another hundred, like find another hundred horsepower in that thing. Good God. That would be a party. Yeah. That thing would be a blast. 500 horsepower and a two wheel drive regular cab long bed. Yep. Yep. That would be awesome. And it's still a long bed, so you can still tow with it. You can still drift with it and not get super out of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm a sucker for a standard cab long bed, so sign me up. Everything except for the Dodge Ram part, I'm down. Yeah. Well, if they could, well, I guess you could, you could get one that's a six. Oh, you can't get a. Hmm. You can't get a six two in a standard cab long bed Silverado or a Sierra. You probably could order it, right? Maybe. I mean, I think the new ones are ugly, so I don't want it anyway. Actually, yeah. Appearance wise, I'd take your truck over a new GMC or Chevy. They're fucking ugly. Hmm. Just saying, like, I don't mind the way the new Dodgers look. I just don't like the Dodge Rams. I think they're junky. They're junky? <laughs> they're junky. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> this is the reason I got a Ram over a GM was because, because I you like thought it was less junky. Good. It just feels nicer inside. I believe you. I haven't even been in a new one. Just so far, I know they are. Problems. That's what it all comes down to. It's all personal preference. Yep. Yeah. But if it makes uh, you feel any better. I don't think the GM trucks are good either. Yeah. I think the, I think the, all the new ones are pretty junky. I think everything's just changing. They're just they should just go back to the basics. Agree a million percent. Oh, no, you're stuck in your RC car. Quick, get out your max tracks. Oh, my God. That did nothing. They're gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, where did we put those? Never mind. <laughs> we'll just go 3D print some more for a couple cents. <laughs> Steve, uh, don't watch videos while we're trying to podcast. I shouldn't. I should stop watching video. <gasps> Drifting. Nope. Don't do it. <laughs> I need to get that link for that other one. I don't know where I'm going to. You know what you I'm need? You. Yes, sir. You need rock sliders. I need rock sliders. Uh, yeah, for your Jeep. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could, I could definitely uh, stand to put some of those on. I have, <sighs> I have a lot of work to do, Mike. Oh, do you now? I do. So the shop is occupied. The really the problem is right now is that every weekend this month there's a lot of stuff going on. It seems like Christmas is one after another. So like oh, last the holidays, <laughs> the holidays. Uh, we had Christmas with my family last weekend because my brother and sister are going out of town. They're going to go to Florida to see the other part of their family for Christmas. And then this weekend we have it Christmas with, uh, with Jess's family, part of her family. And then how many weekends do we have left? Uh, I think one after that, maybe. Oh God. I don't think there's anything going on that weekend. Maybe. Oh, the weekend, like literally before Christmas, like the the twenty third or fourth or whatever. (laughs) Jesus Christ! Yeah, that one. So you get one day off. It's the twenty third. Yes. And then actual Christmas happens. Are you spending actual Christmas just the fam, or or what are you doing? Um, probably. Like just you and you and the wife and kid. Yeah, we might (laughs) hang out with her mom. A lot of times, her mom will come over uh, Christmas morning, but I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But. yeah, like, so my problem is 
I need to carve out some time between now and then to, um, first off, unload my Jeep would be a good start. Getting it, it off the trailer is always yeah. the first step. I need to do that. I also need to get my button gear and figure out my spring situation. Oh, yeah. You have a oh. Bentley spring. Yeah, I gotta well, we all have Bentley springs, so we're all in that club. But uh, yeah, you okay. should probably figure that out if you're going to make the hangover run. Right. Then I ordered, and it showed up, a 18-inch long chisel bit for an air hammer so I can get some of that metal, that pesky metal out of my way that's in my frame rail. Plasma cutter. I can't get in there with it. Really? Yeah, it's boxed. I can't get in there. Oh, damn. And even if I did, I'll blow through both sides. Like, the problem would be if you cut the sheet metal out, you'll blow straight through the 316s on the other side of it. Gotcha. I'm like, all right. I think I just take an air hammer and just rip it all up and get rid of what I don't need in there. Hopefully. Why do you need to create clearance inside of a box section? I need to create clearance so I can put the... Uh, bumper tie-ins in the part that ties the bumper to the to the unibody. Oh, I see. And they take up the whole space. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you chiseled out, yeah. and then you just mash those things in there with like a sledgehammer, and then <laughs> you weld it, and then you're done. That's well, you bolt it. So I'll just bolt you it. Bolt it. Yeah, it just bolts through the bottom of the of the chassis like a uh, like you would on a. Uh, hitch. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I just figured being like a pretzeled XJ, there was no way that was going to happen. <laughs> I think it'll work. I don't know. But once I get those in, then I can take my new bumper from Aries and I can put a rear bumper on. And Finally. And not I just a, a trailer hitch that hangs too low that's been there for all of eternity. Well, that trailer hitch is now gone. Oh, you finally took it off. You didn't attend that 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 ride, but the last the last iteration of the uh, when I rebuilt all the leaf spring stuff right before I bent a leaf spring. Hmm. I took it off. It's gone. Cool. Mm-hmm. It looks different now. And now you just need some rock sliders. I need some, and I also ordered those from Aries. I ordered. Oh, you decided not to just go with the box tube that you've had I laying have around forever. Box tubing. I have that, but I okay. went with a uh, the tab that welds to the body, like to the inner rocker that I can slide that tube into to make it easier to weld to. Oh, okay, that's cool. There's not a lot of metal left on the old Cherokee. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. an issue with an old Jeep. rusty Jeep. Rusty. Yeah. That's the problem. So, I get it. But I got all those things ordered, and I have everything else here. So, I mean... I don't really have anything else to add. I just need to do the work at this point. It's a lot of work, though. It is some work to be done. So, but uh, hopefully you'll get it. I mean, I it seems like when you, huh? I just need to carve out some time and do it. Oh, yeah, there you go. Hitchless XJ. He's showing me a picture of. It needs a bumper. Yep. Mm-hmm. It'll look good on there. I know. I'm just trying to decide if I want to paint the bumper black or if I want to blend it. Like, I mean, you're going to run into shit. I know. I would just do flat black. It's so easy to touch up, and the flat hides all the imperfections. 
there is that. Um, obviously not high on the priority list. I got lots of other stuff to do. I mean, on the bright side, it seemed like that paint job was very haphazard. So you could just, you know, kind of loosely don't look at me like that. You could just loosely tape it off and just kind of. Mm hmm. Oh, you can't. As well as the noise suppression doesn't pick up that sound. I was making uh, the sound of a spray paint can going. I, I think it did. Oh, did it pick it up? I, I did it on the front of it here. <laughs> I see that. Mm hmm. And made it blue instead of bikini blue. All that so you're nice going to camouflage the bumpers to match the truck? I thought about it. <laughs> I mean, it's, hey, it's the fun however. Why not, right? I mean, that would be interesting if I paint the front bumper like that. 90% of off-road is... Looking fucking cool. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. So yeah, paint your, paint your dumb bumpers to match your dumb paint scheme. I dig it. Yeah. People Although, will say, look at that XJ, it's so dumb. But they only talk about it because they can't help but look away. I mean, but look at it. You have to look at it. Just look at it. Just look at it. Would you just look at it? Mm-hmm. This episode has no real content. I was trying to transition us into body armor, and Steve was not having it and oh, just kept walking away. Just keep walking away, Steve. I mentioned rock sliders twice, and you're like, did you see my rock, my, my fun haver paint scheme? Oh, boy. That's not what at all at all what oh I said. Oh boy, eat a wiener, Mike. Guy, <laughs> uh, it's fine. I don't want to talk about off road anyway. The only body armor I need is more on the roof. The roof, because you're having to push your tall ass jeep under things. No, because I have just destroyed the drip rails. Oh, yeah, yeah. You need when you build an exo, when you build a hybrid cage, you just make sure to have the cage come out as just past the drip rail. So then when you lean over into a tree, it's no big deal. That'd be great. Yeah, I did it. It's amazing. Yeah, that would be fantabulous. Because as of right now, I just crushed the driver's side drip rail again on the last trip. Just That's replace the body. That's an easy thing you can easily do with the XJ. Mm hmm. Just pull the body off the frame, Steve. Just do that. It's just as easy as if you were to do yours. It's <laughs> well, now that I have a roll cage, it's about the same amount of work. But before it was very easy. I take six bolts out and the body goes away. I take out. It's more than six. It's more than six. How many bolts is your entire powertrain and suspension? Oh, that would be the annoying part. Because that's how many bolts you have to take out to replace well, the, the body on the, the XJ. The cool thing about an XJ is, uh, oh, say it. Oh, oh, it's a furnace. Is somebody breaking in? No, I heard this like loud noise. And what is that? Like, oh, it's the furnace. Uh, no, the uh, cool thing about an XJ is that when you do a body swap. It comes with a brand new drive line, drive train. Yeah, it's the whole. It just comes that way. Oh, so what yeah. is the uh, chassis that we're referring to here? The XJ chassis. So how does it have a new powertrain in it? When you do a body swap, it comes with a new powertrain. Oh, what what is it like a six liter, four lady? Like no, no, it just what? comes with another four liter. Oh, I see. So yeah. the body swap is just a new rig entirely. So it's yeah, zero it bolts, actually. 
<laughs> you just you just swap over the suspension. Hmm. And call it good. I see. Yeah. Okay. Do that then. If I wasn't so uh invested invested in this one with <laughs> memories, I would totally do that. Yep. You go and get a nice clean body and you put all the suspension on it and the first trip out you smash a drip rail and you say, why did I just waste all that fucking time? Because no rust. <laughs> because no rust. I guess that's a reason. No rust. This is a very good reason. Hey, go Stoudy would be rust free if I replaced the cab too. Yeah, it would just be a really nice truck. Mm-hmm. People would be excited. Even an off-road rig, it just looks like a show truck. In 2020, we found you a Quasar Blue show rig you could have just went and got. I know, but it was literally on the fucking East Coast. You just need to go get it. Yeah, Matt said that. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm a super trucker. I'll just drive you on out there for like 33 hours. And Hey, think about it. If you would have started walking back then, you'd I'd be there right now. Right. It's true. I'd have been there and back. I just had to yeah. put a couple of skateboards underneath it and pull it back with my with my body. <laughs> you just you just did a, a mile a day. You'd, you'd have made it. I'd already be back. It wouldn't be on the truck and I might be dead, but it would be back. You wouldn't be back. That's a lie. You don't think if I put a, a truck cab on a couple of skateboards and tried to pull it from the coast to Indiana, I'd be back by now? No. Really? How many miles do you think you could pull it a day? What if I pulled it a mile a day? It's like it's like 1,200 miles out there. So it only takes 1,200 days. It's only three years. 2020 is 2023. Yeah, you'd have got out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. All right, fine. I'll be back in three years. Let's do a better way of this. Uh, if you'd have just taken out a loan to buy it and have it shipped here. The I didn't need a loan to buy it. It was the going to get it. That was the issue. It wasn't that expensive. It was that I had to go get it. You just had it brought here. You just had if it, it was in Illinois or Indiana, I would have just gone and got it. Oh, for sure. But it was not. Alas, here we are. If only we'd had some good listeners, they could have gone and gotten it for you. No, it's not that they could go and get it. It's that they could bring it that far. Well, they would, yeah, that's what they would want to do. That's what Cole did for bleep, bleep and Jeep. He did what? He had a listener go and get him he something? Got it. He went and got the thing and brought it to him. Yeah. Jesus. It seemed like it panned out okay for Cole, though. For Colt. 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 Yeah. I mean, that sounds great if people just bring me things, but I, I don't expect that. That's crazy. That's nonsense. Mike. Yes. An unexpected path to wealth is just ahead. Oh, is that what your fortune says? Yeah. And on top of that, my lucky numbers are seven, which is my actual like favorite number slash lucky number. And then nine, 17, 29 and 49, 55. Which those ones don't mean anything, but the first one is my lucky number. <laughs> this is probably the real thing. The path to a to unexpected an wealth and unexpected path to wealth is just an unexpected ahead. path to wealth. Man, Steve, you're already grinding away and and doing oh. the TikToks. What else could you possibly do that uh, that brings you wealth? Mm-hmm. It's hard to say. It's unexpected. Eat a half gallon of soup. Hey, if you could get rich doing that, <laughs> hey, go for it, man. I can't wait to hear how you get rich off eating soup. It said wealth. It didn't say how much wealth. I mean, is the wealth a full belly? No. Do you have one of those? Is the wealth really money? 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If, if the wealth is you being full, which is how you are right now, then you're already wealthy. There. And was it unexpected that drinking 64 ounces of soup would make you full? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't really sure if it would work out. Yeah, like I didn't know that having all the soup was going to make me full because it's just liquid. Yeah, just, yeah, just <laughs> make full. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I guess I better check and see how long we've been talking now that we haven't talked about anything off road. Looks like <laughs> 45 minutes we've been talking, haven't mentioned the first fucking thing about off road yet. No, we've talked about off road things. Okay. Some I guess, I guess we, we, we dabbled in off road this week. Wait. I think it's one of those things when you start getting so far in, like you can't talk about your own shit anymore. You have to talk about other people's shit. So who do you want to talk shit about? Who are we going to talk shit about? Yeah. You want to talk I shit about Dustin Speakman or. Yeah. I mean, I like talking shit about him, but I feel like he's too easy. Okay. Um, who else? I mean, we could talk shit about, Hey, you know who we could talk shit about? Who? All the people that left the Patreon chat. Oh yeah. They don't listen anymore. Who left? Who left? Well, the, the reason I knew people left is because I just happened to open it the moment that Dustin Speakman left the chat. Yeah, that's weird. I didn't know he left the chat until like later. Yeah, so I'm just I'm just hanging out. I open it just rain. I'll open it like, you know, once every couple of days just to see what's going on. And it literally said that he left the chat and and I mentioned something about it. And people said, oh, yeah, he was just following his leaders and everybody laughs. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Has there been a mass exodus? And they're like, oh, yeah, all the trail hated guys left. Apparently, they're doing their own thing. So they're not they're not cool with the Patreon chat anymore. They have their own special chat, I guess. They started their own trail hated chat. Yep. Yeah, that's too bad. Yep. I did not get invited to that chat. I'm not part I of that. Hey, me neither, man. Hey, Trail hated that. They're more serious than us. That they, sounds they right. Yeah, they don't. TikTok videos in that one. They don't want to talk about memes. Yeah. They, they don't want anything funny. They're just really serious off-roaders. I don't know why, but I kind of want this thing. This stretched Cherokee that's in the chat. Oh, yeah, that's fun. Like, it's like mimicking a... Um, Expedition? Excursion. Excursion, that's right. Yeah. Did yeah. they stretch the back do they stretch the back door? I don't know. Let's go back to the no. Patreon chat and why people are leaving it, Steve. Let's go. That's why I'm literally in the Patreon chat. You're trying to figure it out because I'm not in it right now. Let's so see you have to, you have to who isn't here anymore. I heard I heard maybe Dave, maybe Rick, maybe Chris. Good news. I have good news for you. Dustin may have left, but at least the better half stuck around. Audra That's true. We still have Audra. Yeah. She was the funnier half anyway. It's fine. I can't believe Chris left. That's what I thought too, but he just said that he needed a break. Okay, but hey, I needed a break before any of those guys, but I didn't leave the chat. I just turned you the notifications it. off. That's, what I did. That's all you do. You turn the notifications off. Then <laughs> you want to go in there. You do. You don't have to uh-huh. leave the group. I don't know. They left. It bothers me literally zero minutes and zero seconds of my day. I just occasionally look at it. But leaving the group, that's like a little, oh, oh, I I see. That's what we're doing here. Uh, uh So uh I feel like this week we're not going to we're not going to call out a complete off road. 
Because you know, Chris left the Patreon chat, so I guess I guess they don't <laughs> want to hang out with us anymore. Don't want to hang out with us. They want to hang out with the the trail hated group, which like I feel like I want to be a part of it, but I just I didn't. No, nope. now we can't call out Crawler Off Road either. Oh Jesus! No, nope. all in quick. They're starting but... their own thing. Yep, we're, we're crumbling here. Back. It's crumbling. The list is dwindling. We're down to we're down to fifteen minutes of ad spent of ad talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who else aren't we going to call out? What, uh, who else uh, betrayed us, I, Steve? I, think that's it. I don't know. I can't see who all like left. Can you see who's not there? Well, yeah, Can you look at the list of people that are in it? Can I do that? Yeah. Can you just uh, go yeah. to any group you're in and just see? Yeah. Let's see. Click, click the top where it says Patreon and then see members. Info. See members. Let's see who's not here. I'm just looking and most of the important people are still here. Oh, wait. Rick Davis is still in here. Never mind. Okay, we can uh, still call out Crawler. They're cool. For some reason, <laughs> someone told me that Rick left. I think just because he's a trail-hated guy. Hey, my wife is still in here. That's fun. Yeah, I saw that. Funny enough, my wife got added by Dustin. Yeah, <laughs> didn't know that. Up. Okay. Yeah. And, Who's uh, not here anymore? Jade's still here. Ian's still here. Hey, how about that? Eric Gentry's still here. Okay. All right. Eric I'm starting Gentry. to feel better. Yeah. My wife is still here. Your wife's still here. We're good. Like We're fine. Yeah. Who else is here that would be like, oh. Hey, we still they? have two Dustins. We have Dustin Adams and Dustin Fisher, so we're good. Yeah. We don't even need Dustin Speakman because we have two Dustins already. Anyway. Yep. Yeah. Both of those Dustins are XJ guys, even though Dustin Adams has got a uh, JK now, but he's really an XJ guy at heart. So Dustin Speakman was trying to be an XJ guy, but he just kept falling, just failing. He kept going back to Toyota. That's right. Toyota's are better anyway. (laughs) Sorry, Steve. I'm a Toyota guy. I don't wheel a Toyota, but I like Toyotas. Hmm. You do oh, not know this about favorite. me that I think Toyotas are very good. Do you not? Do I not talk all the time about how I insist that my entire family drive Toyotas? Can't believe Mike Wolf left the group. Weird. Oh, damn. <laughs> Should I just click the end the session right now? Should I just stop being on this podcast because I'm a Toyota guy? Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the, the funny thing is the old Toyotas I don't really even know that much about. Like the only Toyotas that are on the trail. We were talking about this today at lunch, how you never see like a 2005 plus Tacoma on the trail. Like or like not one built into a trail rig. You always see like the older ones, like the 98 and older or like even the original Toyota trucks. Mm-hmm. But you see a lot of forerunners. What is yeah. like? OK, so two guys standing next to each other in a dealership. One of them buys a TRD forerunner. It's like sixty thousand dollars. The other guy buys a TRD Tacoma, Tacoma. sixty thousand. Like a Fox shocks the whole nine yards. Beast of a rig. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty nice. I mean, they ride like shit, but other than that, they're very good trucks. Mm-hmm. And the the Tacoma guys go to the mall, and the Forerunner guys go to the trail, and the Forerunner guys follow solid axle swapped rock crawlers and roll cages down the trail. And I'm like, what is going on here? I think that the Tacoma guys. Go hunting. The Tacoma guys go overlanding. They sip a frappuccino out of their overland rooftop tent. And they're like, look at me, I'm off road. But the, the, but the forerunner guys are like, I just spent $68,000 on this rig and I'm about to go bash it off some trees. Let me turn into a raisin. 
Not really, though. I mean, those guys are pretty careful and the rig's fairly small, but I'm still always really impressed with what the Toyota SUVs will do. I would give Tacoma's credit. I just feel like I never wheel with Tacoma guys, like other than like full built rock crawler Tacoma guys, obviously. Yeah. But Forerunners, but they're just out there, man. They're just out there doing stuff. And I'm like, wow, these guys are taking these brand new trucks and taking them to the trail. That blows me away. I'm like, I could not go scratch up a brand new $60,000 SUV. Couldn't do it. Do you think that maybe those Tundra guys are elsewhere and we just don't see them around here? Could be. And I said Tacoma, not Tundra. Full size is another story. Yeah, Although they do make TRD Pro Tundras, which are pretty cool, too. But if you have $80,000 instead of $60,000, but whatever. That's ridiculous. Okay, they're not quite 80. I mean, you can get an $80,000 Tundra, but it's like a it's not platinum. It's something more than that. Capstone. That's a capstone. I I think it's like ultra, ultra luxury truck. I am not going to pay no $80,000 for a Toyota. I don't blame you. I wouldn't either. Nope. Hell no. Plus, I think that with the addition of a twin turbo set, what's that? Foreign piece of junk right there. That's what that is. Oh, I see. A foreign piece of junk. Not made in America. Where did it originate? Did it originate in China? Surely not. Japan. Okay. Toyota is a Japanese company, but the Tundras are made in Texas, or at least they were up until the new generation. I assume they're still made in Texas. Uh, I'm not you. Because Toyota wanted to be the most American, and they were like, where's the most American place that I can make a pickup truck? And they're like, oh, Texas. Texas. And then you tell Americans that this is an American-made pickup truck in Texas, but if you want a Chevy, it's made in Mexico. And then Americans go, oh, so if I want an American truck, I have to buy a Toyota. Correct. Yeah. That is one of the hard things when somebody's like, I ain't buying Toyota. Toyota's foreign. It's like, fuck. Some of the dollars go to Japan, yes. But the people that built it are hardworking Americans. I'm not upset if it goes to Japan. I'm just upset that we put twin turbos on it. Okay, so back in back in 2005, Mm -hmm. Toyota came out with the 2GRFE. It's a 3.5 liter V6. Came out, and I think in the Avalon first. Eventually, it it showed up in Camry, and we've been using that engine for a long time. I mean, a long like since 05. That's a long time, right? Almost 20 Mm -hmm. years. This engine's been in production. It's a great motor. Um, At its peak, made around 300 horsepower naturally aspirated super super reliable like just just no issues run forever and then in 2000 i don't know 21 or 22 toyota said hey you remember that engine we came out with an 05 it's a, it's a v6 car engine let's put that in a tundra and people were like no we don't we don't really want that well we're gonna twin turbo it people were like well like i guess like i mean it's still a v6 car engine but i, I they- guess with twin turbos it'll work were they twin turbo Were they twin turboing that engine in other applications in other countries? As far as I know, no. Okay. Well, unless it made it into some of the Lexus side. Lexus, I really don't know anything about. So if they've done it, I, I just don't know. But as far as Toyota goes, what's the what's just, It's two G. Well, it's two GRFE. Was the original engine? I don't know what it's called now. Um, but it's just a 3.5 V6. You could still get it naturally aspirated in a 2023 Camry TRD. One of my friends bought one actually recently. It's a pretty cool ride. Good. I was trying to love looking up here on the internet to see if they ever did. I don't even know what they call it anymore. Like it might be called something different now. 
Hmm. I wonder if it even st- still carries a 2GR designation. Let's see. 2024. MR2 Owners Club. 2G RFE turbo sizing. It says it's 3.4, but that ain't right. It's a 3.5. Can you imagine a fucking 400 horse plus engine in an MR2? No, I mean, it sounds like a lot of smoke, big smoky burnouts. Why does <laughs> it say it's a 3.4? I don't know. Oh, I'm not what? Okay, it says it's a 3.4, but I thought it was a 3.5. So apparently I don't know as much about Toyota as Google. Wow, that's weird. I would have sworn that it was the, the 2GR. Well, now this one says it's a 3.5. Well, now I'm just confused. I was under the impression it was a 3.5. Uh, everything I'm seeing here is a 3.5. <sighs> Google is just wrong. Okay, I'll just go to Toyota's website. There are many questions. Either way, I'm fairly certain that's a 3.5 V6 just with twin turbos. Parallel. They're not like uh, one feeds the other. It's just two intakes, two turbos, lots of power. They're actually pretty quick trucks. I just feel like turbos make things too complicated and they give you, they open you up for uh, failure. Mm. Like you have something that's completely reliable, works great, everything's going great. And it's like, let's just add turbos to the mix. And I feel like, yeah, if it works, it works. But if it doesn't, it really doesn't. You're screwed. That sounds like a Ford problem. I don't think Toyota's going to have those issues. I really hope we don't, but I guess we'll see. Uh, oh my god it is a 3.4 and i am just wrong what why am i seeing all 3.5 with the same engine designation it's on i'm literally on toyota.com and it says 3.4 liter twin turbo v6 oh the new one is yes the new the engine that is currently in the tundra the old the engine you're looking at the 2grv is a 3.5 i got you so this new engine is a different engine it's yeah, apparently different and smaller. Surprising. Oh, so the research I'm doing is is not worth it. Uh, maybe not. Let's see, for some reason, it looks as though maybe not. Okay, let me get out of here. Um, interesting. So you don't know what you're talking about, and you're the most certified Toyota technician that there can be. Correct. I'm a master diagnostic technician. I work on these trucks almost every day, and I do not know what engines in it. Further, <laughs> why I should not own a Toyota. Yep, because even the most certified guys have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> Okay, keep in mind, I know a lot about it. I just don't know how many liters it is. I was off by 0.1 liters. That's uh, off, man. <laughs> off is off. Last time I checked, this is not horseshoes and hand grenades. Okay. <laughs> 389 horsepower, 479 pound-feet. We're not real sure why your vehicle doesn't run right. Uh, we, we put a head gasket in it, uh, but for some reason, it still don't run quite right. <laughs> Ignoring you, the hybrid makes 437, 583. 583 pound feet? Yeah, that's the hybrid one. Damn. Yeah, that's the one to get. The Sequoia only comes as a hybrid now. 
and it makes yeah all kinds of power yeah you can't even get a non-hybrid sequoia these days 100 pound feet of torque that's a that's pretty fucking good it ain't bad for a half ton pickup Mm mm-hmm so and it's a v6 yeah a 3.4 liter v6 apparently and the high and you say hybrid meaning that it has it has a thing sandwiched between the engine and transmission Mm. that's that's the hybrid unit and that adds the extra juices is electric well it's a hybrid so yeah it's got a hybrid battery it's like a hybrid system it's just like any hybrid it's not an electric vehicle it's just like any hybrid it's got a hybrid battery and it's got an inverter and a you know it's like a hybrid engine supercharger uh yeah yeah i guess you could put it that way that's weird but also somehow makes it more efficient well because it probably runs and takes all the load off the engine uh definitely some yeah like is it like a one-way bearing then (laughs) that's a good question no it wouldn't be because it's regenerative too like when you're breaking it recharges the battery like no my question is like does Uh it um can the engine shut off completely and that electric thing run it it might have ev mode but the ev mode in our hybrids is very limited yeah like low speeds only like you can't be like on the interstate and click ev mode it's like no not gonna happen (laughs) no yeah we we have a few plug-in hybrids that do have ev mode that's like fairly legit but the only ones that have any any sort of range are the full electrics which that's as of right now is only the bc4h i think it's so interesting that um that Toyota went that route. So is the is the Prius set up the same way? Does it have a hybrid unit between the engine and transaxle? It's built into the transaxle on a Prius. It's not a separate oh. unit. Like the, the hybrid transaxle is just its own thing. But it has motors in it. Yes. Yeah. But two motors the- to be exact. Does the engine turn the transaxle physically? Uh, it has a set of planetaries that operate in such a way that it can or can't, depending on how it's operating. Interesting. So, like, sometimes, yes, the engine, sometimes the hybrid system, sometimes both. Yeah. My dad like, and I were discussing this the other day. I think we were talking about whether or not the engine of the hybrid of the Prius was actually mechanically attached to the transmission in terms of like, well, can the engine drive the transmission? Yes, but depending yeah. on how it is connected via a set of At that know, time. gears and clutches and shit. Yeah. So to give you some context about that conversation, we were discussing the new uh, Edison Motors semi okay. uh, logging truck that they're building, this company is building, and it is built out of like a 1964, I think, Kenworth. And what they did is they bought a small cat engine and then put a big ass generator behind it. Um, and it's basically a locomotive. They then okay. bought, they then bought Tesla motors that actually are part of the rear differentials that plug into the rear differential. It's like the entire dropout housing is the Tesla motors. And so that particular setup, there is no like mechanical drive shaft between the engine and the rear axles. 
Oh, okay. The truck is fully electric, but it gets its power from a diesel generator on the truck. It's a locomotive. Okay. Yes, that is much different than how a hybrid works. Yes. Yeah, there's is they're set up that way. So um the benefit of doing it that way versus like just having it run through an, a transmission to the rear axles is that the engine can run at uh a steady at the exact RPM that it's made to run at all the like all times. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's run at its most efficient rpm range all the time and never be overloaded or bogged or anything like that so way more efficient to do it that way i guess but it carries batteries on board so you can run it like actual electric like they have a video of it like driving through town with nothing running it's just just semi just driving that's pretty cool it is very cool it's a very cool concept all semi should be locomotives all yeah they should be why not right I mean, I can't figure out how much you can tow with a new Tundra. I've been trying to figure it out over here. Oh, really? It's not on the specs page. Five pounds. Safety convenience, tires, mechanical dimension. Oh, wait. Here it is. Capacities. Maximum towing capacity. Huh? The the most you can tow with the best equipped 5, truck. pounds. How much? 5,600 pounds. This is a Tundra. Excuse you. Yes, yes, sir. How much can your truck tow? I don't know. I think it's rated for like maybe 10. Eleven one seventy five. That's the most. It, it ranges between ten eight ninety and eleven one seventy five. So about eleven thousand pounds rated. Maximum payload about seventeen hundred, and the GBWRs are all in the seven thousands. They don't weigh that much either. Anywhere between fifty five hundred and six thousand. Damn. Damn. About, damn. Yeah. It doesn't sound too bad. Uh, I can only tow with my truck 10640. Oh. Your truck isn't brand new either, though. Like, what could your truck yeah. in a 2024 do? Probably more, right? Probably. Yeah. 2024 Ram 1500 towing capacity. God damn. <laughs> 12750. Oh, and a half ton, huh? They got more lug nuts. Yeah, they added lug nuts to the part to the package. Are there six lug now? Yep. Really? Yep. And who knows? That could be with the six point two liter V eight. Oh, actually, that an interesting thing. Tundra also recently went back to six lug. Really? So it, it was always six lug, and then in 07, it was five lug until two thousand twenty one. And yes. then in 2022, the new body style, they went back to six lug. I don't know I why, that. but here we are. Because it's trying to up that towing capacity. I guess maybe you need, maybe, uh, who, uh, why can't I think of the national thing? DOT requires yeah. or FMVSS or whoever it is. Somebody requires an extra lug nut if you want to do that. I'd be interested to see if they're still using the same size stud diameter. They're still 14 by 1.5, yeah. Okay. That's a, that's an upgrade. You get one extra lug nut per wheel. Yeah, they're still using the same size studs. At least I'm almost certain they are. I haven't actually measured a new Tundra, but I'm pretty sure that they're still... Well, I guess they could be 12, one and a half. Well, last now I need I, to go figure it out. Last Let's I heard, see. more lug nuts is better. 2023 ton tender pickup. 
Log nut size. 14 by 1.5. Mm. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it's the same size stud. Just there's one more lug nut per wheel. Ta-da. No shit. Mm-hmm. How about that? I mean, it's probably like, oh, you're going to tow over your GVWR or something about your towing capacity. They're like, oh, if you want to go over 10,000, you need to add an extra lug nut. And they're like, oh, fine. Fine. Well, I, uh, yeah, that could be the case, actually. No, I have five lug nuts and mine was 10.6. Oh, well, maybe, maybe that's not it. Maybe, maybe it's GVWR. I don't know. I don't know either. Who knows? I don't know how this works. Um. Yeah. Steve, is it about time to wrap this podcast up? It might be. Might be time to wrap it up. We only got like one person to shout out. Thanks, Morflate. We appreciate you. Yeah, that's it. Morflate. It's the only people that didn't betray us. It's not the only people. Actually. Oh, are there more people? Yeah, there are many, many more people. Okay, well, tell me about them. Morflate did not betray us. I don't even know that complete off-road betrayed us. Chris just left. The Patreon. I don't even think he's... He's still a patron. He just is not in the chat anymore. Oh, okay, I guess I don't feel betrayed then. Okay. <laughs> you, you muted him like two years ago. <laughs> I muted everybody a long time ago. I'm just being a dick. Everybody knows that. I'm not actually mad at anybody. Check out Complete Off-Road if you need anything for your rig. Chris will probably answer the phone, I believe. I don't think he's muted or left the phone chat. No, he used to answer the phone, but now he doesn't. Uh, I think he wants me to call him. Does so, he? I think so. Okay, well, I'll call 563-583-5363, and you can have that conversation, too. Yay. Go check out Crawler Off-Road if you need any kind of recovery gear. Rick didn't leave the group, so we're definitely going to still support Rick. And then... Check out Offered Anonymous if you needed any fabrication and or Milwaukee packout cut mounts. Did Offroad Anonymous? Did you? Do you mean Jacob? Oh, sorry. I I will say it wrong because I forget that they've done a brand shift and now they're just Jacob Signature Series. <laughs> my bad. Sorry, I all, Jacob. Uh, I got all my stuff from Jacob, and I asked Santa for a Milwaukee packout cooler. Oh damn! I hope you get yeah. it. Have you been good this year? I don't. We'll find out this weekend. I guess so. I'm not real. I've not been great. I've not been great. Um, <laughs> check out Toolbox Widget to organize your toolbox and or get a grip mat. They got a deal on grip mat, grip mat right now. In fact, by the time this comes out, you'll probably have seen a video of me using my grip mat because they want me to use my grip mat and make a video. So that's what we're going to do. Me and Derek were trying to figure out if that was the name of the company, we're like, is that a partner company now? Should we know about this? And we were like, not sure. So Gripmat is was its own separate company, and the owner of Gripmat was not like um he was ready to hand it over to somebody else, kind of thing. Sure. And Toolbox Widget was coming up and they knew him personally. They lived like very close together, I guess. Um and they were so, next door neighbors. I don't think like, not necessarily like that, but maybe same town. They were just in the driveway looking at each other and one had a grip mat and one had a toolbox widget. And he was like, hey, hey, hey you, hey, you do this. <laughs> so uh, they they took over basically everything marketing and sales wise for grip mat. Nice. So, which seems like it's a good idea. You already have a 
tool organizer for working. And now you have a toolbox organizational product. So hand in hand. Um, I like check it. it out. Toolboxwidget.com. They are awesome people. And their new ads are hilarious. My opinion. They got some pretty good, good ones coming out now that they've been launching for Christmas. I haven't seen one, but I believe you. They're pretty awesome. Um, check out Rad Designs to get your shift together. And also, Rory has a bunch of new cool stuff coming out like on his website. So go check out uh, some of the other stuff he's selling because it's not just shifters anymore. Oh, man. I want to check that out. I don't know anything about that. There I'm being serious. Things. I actually don't. Many, many more things on the website for your fabrication and organization needs. So um, I like it. There's that. You have options. Uh, check out Morflate to get your inflate and deflate on. And don't forget about Summer Shine Supply because oh, yeah. your rig needs to get shiny sometimes. Steve doesn't want to call himself out. That's just weird. That's it. Uh, go check out Summer Shine Supply and pick up some of your detailing supplies. Get your all purpose cleaners, your wash, your foam cannon, wash mitt, scrub brushes, whatever you need to get your shit clean for the winter. Your razzle dazzle, make your paint look good. Make keep that snow just sliding right off. You can also use it on your glass. It's really good on glass. It's like a Rain-X, but it's ceramic. Do you use it on paint and glass? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, fun. You can, you can use razzle dazzle on just about everything. Oh, beats me. Yeah. I saw them and bought any summer shine stuff. I know I need to. Womp, I just womp. never ever detail my rigs anymore because I have a kid. You womp, could detail womp. you could detail the old red sleigh. I guess sometimes when I'm slow at work, I could detail the red sleigh. You could. Yeah. That make you feel good. You it need would. Some, it you would. need some tire drip for your interior. No, no, I don't want to make it shiny. I just want to make it clean. Not shiny, just clean. No, no, just but spray it. You when spray I hear the word drip, drip, I assume that it's going to be like, uh, look, it wet as hell. It, it can, depending on how you like to apply it. But for an interior, just spritz a couple spritzes onto a microfiber and then just wipe everything down. It'll give it a nice, clean, matte finish. Um, and it will smell very nice. I guess I need to pick some up. Hey, okay. The stuff I use right now doesn't smell good at all. It's very industrial, but it works. Oh, it's just some, some, it's just some junk. I've work. It's, it's not made for that at all. Oh yeah. You should not do that. I probably shouldn't use something that your plastics will thank you for. I should, because my dash is definitely cracking in several spots. Yeah. It's too late. For, it's too late for me, Steve. <laughs> Get your rejuvenation on with tire trip. I'm going to try. Probably should have named it something else, but I like the I like tire drip. So no, I mean yeah. I get it, and actually for tires I like it. But when you say put that in my interior, I'm like I don't want my interior to shine like my tires. Yeah, it's a water based product, so you can do whatever you want with it. I gotcha. It's kind of cool. Anyway, okay, is that it? Is there anything? That's hey, that's probably everything. Huh? Did we talk about anything off road? I I think maybe for a couple of minutes there in the middle. Okay. Um. Did hey, you Steve. Have- Damn yeah. it, you said it before I did. I was literally uh, about to ask you if you have any last words. <laughs> it's cold outside, so you <laughs> should park your rig somewhere outside your house where you can see it from your living room mm. and just, you know, kind of hang out and every now and then look out and like give it a little wave, say, hey. <laughs> and remember, if you're cold, it's cold. Bring your rig inside for the winter. And if you can't, then I guess it's just going to have to suffer, isn't it? You it heathen. You heathen. <laughs> that's all I got. I don't have any actual last words. I, 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 that's my best advice. I, I don't okay. All right. Thanks for joining us for episode whatever this is. I think it's 198. It's probably but, 198, but we're not sure. 
All right. If it's not, check your notes. All right. (laughs) (laughs) We'll catch you on the trail. We'll catch you on the trail. said that did you yeah you said it right before i said it oh yeah before you said it, right before you said it. i didn't even hear you you bumbled oh, it. you're like true true i'm catching the trail